0: To episode 34 of Believe in Hockey Prospects. My name is Liv Legrand.
1: And I'm Jess Rubenstein. Thank you very much for spending some time with
0: us. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. The NBA returns this month, and what better way to celebrate the return of basketball than the chance to win some money while you watch? Bet Online has futures on every team for all you NBA fans, so now you can place a bet on who you think. Will win each division, conference, and that coveted NBA championship. But whether you're looking to place a bet on the NBA, upcoming games in the NFL, or any other sport, Bet Online has you covered. So head on over to betonline.ag and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. This is Believe in Hockey Prospects, the show all about discussing the future stars in the game of hockey. We believe in the future. Do you believe? This week, we have another college hockey recap for you. But first, Aturati, one of the prospects in the conversation for the number one overall pick in the 2021 NHL draft, has been left off of the roster for Finland's World Junior Championship team. Finland's initial roster for the World Junior Championship has been revealed, and to much surprise, projected top five pick Aturati, who made Finland's roster in 2020, has been left off the list. Ratti has posted five goals and nine points in 14 games this year and finds himself alongside Hurricanes draft pick Patrick Pustola as the names from last year's World Junior team left off of this year's roster. Jess, a huge blow to Ratti's draft stock. Now some people value World Juniors more than others. But does this decision from Team Finland deal a huge blow to where we could see Roti drafted next year?
1: Absolutely not. Yes, the World Juniors is a really important tournament but it's not the end all do all for somebody's draft picks i mean he could have been injured during this time frame and i think the scouts would simply look at what his whole body of work is so i'm you know i'm more interested in knowing why he got left off but i don't think it's going to affect his draft status unless unless he was left off because of some kind of incident Otherwise, he's still going to be right up at the top of the list.
0: A lot of people are scratching their heads at Finland's list this year, Jess. But specific to Rati, I think it might be a little too early to tell. And the reason I say that is because when we talk to guys like Steve Corianos on our show, guys like Jerry Brown from Draft Pro Hockey. Everyone seems to agree that this is the year of the defense. Guys like Owen Power at Michigan, Brent Clark with the Barry Colts, Luke Hughes in the USNTDP. Those are the guys teams are probably looking at after having such a thin selection of defensemen in the first round of 2020. But that's all nice and dandy, Jess, until you realize... We have a lottery system in place in the NHL. The Rangers could have ended up with a pick in the early teens if things went differently this year, and now they have what some consider the deepest left wing core in the NHL. Think about two years ago, Colorado probably thought they had Jack Hughes in their back pocket. This guy was advertised as a generational center, and they walk away from that draft with Bowen Byram, and now people can't stop talking about how great their defense is going to be. And the only reason I offer that to you is because just because the standings end up in a certain way, that doesn't necessarily correlate to how they line up on draft day. So do I think Rati falls out of the top 10? No. And to be honest, I don't really even think he falls out of the top five. But if what you're looking for is gone on draft day and they call your number, maybe you're going to be looking at guys like Matty Beneers from Michigan, maybe Chaz Lucius, maybe the center you wanted was gone and you go with Dylan Gunter on the wing because you like him that much better. So... I think it's a little too early to sell Rati down the river, but we saw it happen with Lucas Raymond this past draft. We're going to have to see more out of Rati if he wants to hold on to that top spot.
1: It happens. I mean, every year somebody's left off. You got to have something controversial to talk about. I want to know why. Why do you leave a player like that off? Other than that, I didn't look at Finland as a real contender this year. They're more of a just on the outsides of, say, Team USA, Russia, and Sweden. And that's the way it always is. So I'm not going to make a big deal about it.
0: Jess, let's talk some college hockey. We've had a lot of action since last week, so I'm not going to be able to get to everything. But I will try to get in as much as I can. So here's what we've seen as of recording this episode. Let's start with recapping the Big Ten. We had three split series this weekend. Jess, number seven, Michigan, faced off against Penn State. Number 13, Ohio State, squared off with number 14, Wisconsin. And number 16, Notre Dame, went up against number 20, Arizona State. With all of those teams leaving the week one and one. The only sweep in the Big Ten was number five, Minnesota, picking up two wins against Michigan State on Thursday and Friday. The NCHC opened up competition this week. The big winners, number one North Dakota, number three Minnesota Duluth, and St. Cloud State, all walk away from this week without a loss following them out the door. Omaha also has a winning record on the week with two wins and a loss, but the losers of the week come in the form of number 17 Western Michigan, who dropped both of their games this week, as well as Miami and number four Denver, who leave the week 0 3. And now for the quick recaps. Only four games in the Hockey East. We had a split series between number eight UMass and Merrimack and a sweep by number two Boston College over number 12 Providence. A 3 0 shutout on Friday and a 9 0 shutout on Saturday. A couple of games in the WCHA as well. Number 18, Bowling Green, went 2-1 this week, coming away with a win over Robert Morris earlier in the week and splitting their series with Mercyhurst this weekend. To close us out, Alabama Huntsville tied Lake Superior State And number six, Minnesota State, drops their first game in two weeks to Michigan Tech. Jess, that's a lot of games I threw at you right there, but who are a few teams that you are proud of, and who are some teams that need some work before their next game?
1: Because of all the splits, I really don't think... um, I think under this year, you really have to not read much into things. Some of the schools that are struggling, if you really want to talk about why struggling teams are struggling... Well, just look at Team USA's national camp. You've got uh, four guys from Boston College, four guys from Wisconsin, another three from Boston University's missing players. So right now, a lot of these schools, they're playing shorthanded. So it's really hard to get a good read when, you know, like a Spencer Knight is up at Team USA. Put Spencer Knight back on his team. Things will be different. I think they're just games, you know? And in many cases, most of these games are non-conference. So when you start seeing the real things, the conference, then I think you'll start seeing some serious hockey. It also, like I said, it hurts when teams are missing their best players. Right now, Hockey USA is sitting on 29 players, and just about all of them, all but I think one is a college player Uh, The one that's not is actually a college player who saw his season canceled. It's hard to get a good read on because of COVID. Normally at this point in time, we're coming up on what would have been the holiday break. And so this year we're not. And so we're not seeing teams playing. We're still waiting on teams, heck, to make their
0: debut. You're definitely right, Jess. We talked last week about how hard the starting and stopping is for teams because of all the postponements. We didn't even talk about the players leaving for camps, coming back, doing all of that starting and stopping, and having to get reacclimated to their situation. But I do want to give some recognition to some teams. My star of the week and my biggest disappointment actually come in the same series. I obviously don't get a vote in the Ushaw poll, but if I did... BC is my number one team, no question. Four games against all ranked teams, 22 goals for, six goals against. The Eagles are on a tear right now. And coming up, they have a series against UConn, Northeastern, Merrimack. All of those should be wins for BC. The Eagles are absolutely my pick for the number one team in the nation. But let's talk about the Friars. I like the Friars a lot. They have a very talented team, but no goals and 12 let in against BC. That's not going to fly for any team. Obviously, BC is one of the best teams in the nation, but Providence has really set themselves up to be ready for something like this, to at least score a goal. I really believe that this year, once again, was going to be a year where the Friars were once again one of the most slept-on teams in the NCAA. I felt that way last year. I thought that would be the situation again this year, but they really need to get their act together. I also want to give a quick tip of the cap to St. Cloud State. They should find themselves in the rankings on Monday. Two ranked teams taken down, very impressive. They got some tough games ahead of them. So that will be telling of what to expect from St. Cloud, but a great start there. And we also have to talk about Denver, of course. I get it, tough start to the season. They play the number one team in the nation twice, the number three team twice, St. Cloud, Miami, all just to start the season. That's not a cakewalk. But I think they need a readjustment because these are close games and they keep coming up short. The Pioneers are going to have to figure out how to steal a game because if they stay on this track, it might be a little too late to figure out what they're going to do by the time the season's end.
1: I'm looking at the roster for the December camp, which is going on as we speak. It's amazing how some of these teams are are surviving. 29 players have come off of it. They still have to make cuts down to 25. You're looking at the cream of the crop of the teams that are going to play for them. And you're looking at all these teams that are being held in limbo. Because of you know Team USA or Team well Team Canada has not taken any real talent from the, the USA NC two A's because individual teams there have kind of like made it really hard for Canada to get any of their prospects from NC two A schools. So talk to me January and we'll see where everybody's at.
0: Jess, I also just got word that Team USA will also be making some substitutions on their 29-man roster due to COVID. There has been a case connected to Boston University. So, Robert Master simone Alex Vlasic, and Drew Camesso are all being removed as a precautionary measure. Taking their spots are Tyler Clevin from North Dakota, Hunter Skinner of the London Knights, and Logan Stein of Ferris State. So there you go with yet another plot twist in the crazy state of the relationship between the NCAA and USA Hockey this year?
1: I think the key is we're we're still dealing with COVID. And I think COVID is just totally freaking up everything. I mean, you're still getting people that haven't played games like Northeastern and Hockey East. They haven't played. There aren't any real non-conference games. Unless they're within the conference, people are calling them non-conference games. This is going to be the weird year. Okay? Just be happy that you can see games. And speaking of which, people will keep saying that, oh, I can't see hockey. I'm not watching hockey. Yeah, you can. If you stream hockey games or if you stream TV, you can see hockey. The Hockey East is on CBS All Access. Uh, Big Ten Hockey is on Big Ten Network. And... ESPN University, CBS Sports will show the NCHC games. Please, don't say you can't find hockey. It's easy to find hockey. If you want more hockey, go to Flow Hockey. Flow Hockey has games from the Atlantic and has games from NCHC. So please, you want to watch hockey, it's there. You just got to look a little bit for it.
0: Jess, for those people at home who may not be watching too much hockey, give them one team to look at. Oh, you know what? Um, Boston College. How
1: they could be missing four top players and be as dominant as they are. That's a monster team waiting. I mean, if they're this good, missing four, what happens when those four guys come back? If you want to say NCAA tournament favorite right now, Man, I'm saying Boston College. I wouldn't be surprised if they went undefeated going to the Frozen Four.
0: That's a great pick, Jess. The B.C. Eagles are one of the best teams in the nation. If I had to pick one team to watch as a newcomer, I wouldn't personally as a Penn State fan, but the Michigan Wolverines have got something special going on this year. Jess, how many times have you talked about one of your favorite guys, Eric Ciccolini? He has not been able to be a mainstay on this team because they are so deep at the forward position that even a guy with NHL draft rights can't slot in every single night. From this past draft alone, you can watch Thomas Borderlow, Brendan Bresson, and Jacob Trescott. But on top of that, Cam York is set to be one of the best prospects in the Flyers pool. And Jack Becker plays one mean game, that's for sure. And the best part is, they're not even done yet. If you look ahead to the 2021 NHL draft, three players, Matty Beneers, Kent Johnson, and Owen Power, are all set to be top 10 picks, if not number one overall. They have a fantastic offense. Mel Pearson is one of the best coaches in the NCAA. He works these kids hard, and they're competitive every night. Michigan is definitely a team for someone who's new to college hockey to pick up this year. That is going to do it for us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Prospect Park for Jess, at Luke Legrano for myself. If you liked this episode, be sure to rate us five stars on iTunes and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to another episode of Believe in Hockey Prospects. My name is Luke Legrano.
1: And I'm Jess Rubenstein. Please be safe. Please wear the mask. And make sure you say I love you to your loved ones.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. We hope to see you next time. Take care.